Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast 2022. Yes, fired up, ready to go. Where have I been, you've asked? Well, I've been slipping. You guys and ladies out there, I've been slipping. I've had this... (laughs) I've had this stupid... I shouldn't say, I've had this episode recorded for probably a month or so now, and like, I've just got behind it, I've gotten frustrated with things, not with them, just in my own personal life, I talked about it in like two episodes ago, in the solo episode, the cheating episode, I called it, go back and listen to that, to uh, just what I had going on, and then um, I I left for Michigan to go on Christmas uh, break with my kids, Went to fly up there, and I meant to get this uploaded beforehand, and I had issues with my computer, and I didn't have time. It takes forever to upload these things, and I mean, I am a procrastinator. I've had a month to do it, and I just, I owe Angel Hearts Rescue a a ginormous, big, big, heartfelt apology. Marie and Alice, I'm really sorry that I didn't get this episode out sooner. However, it's out now, and there wasn't really any pertinent time sensitive stuff in this episode i do remember them talking about starting a kickstarter uh and i'm not sure if that's i don't see it i've been looking to see if that's been up and running yet so maybe it's not i know they're working on that but if you go to angelheartsrescue.org you can go there and donate who are they what do they do uh well i've had them on the podcast before amazing beautiful two beautiful human beings just the loveliest ladies you could ever meet in your life And with just, I mean, they just want to help out the homeless. Um, And by helping out the homeless, they're doing it in a very practical way. Um, Not just giving them money or things. They're helping their pets out. So say a homeless guy or gal's got, you know, a couple dogs. One of them maybe broke its leg. They'll try and find like a a vet that will fix it for them for really cheap. Uh, They go out. It's super cold right now. Everybody, it's been, I mean, I don't need to tell you, no matter what part of the country you're in or even the world, it's probably pretty cold. We had like 18, 12 degrees recently. Imagine being, well, imagine being homeless one. That's, that sucks. My heart's always gone out to them. And then their pets, like, so they're feeding Alice and Marie, mainly Alice goes out and like just brings out dog food and hands out dog food to the homeless people that's got animals. It's a beautiful story. This is a good conversation. I hope you enjoy it. I hope it, um, if you don't even donate, at least maybe just follow them, give them some likes on Instagram, uh, Angel Hearts Rescue. Just give them some moral support. And if you ever get five or 10 bucks, drop it off. We give all the information in this. It was really fun. Two beautiful souls. Enjoy this episode. I don't know what number we're on. It's the first one of 2022. What better way to start this off? I love you guys. Happy New Year. Let's look. I don't know what 22 has got in store for me or us, but uh, oh, shoot. I got to take, take care of business. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know this is a long intro. I haven't talked to you guys in a while. I'm so sorry. Skip past. I wonder how many of you guys skip past this just to get to the episode. I'm going as fast as I can. Patreon.com slash Podcast. Really, even if you don't access it, and watch the video versions of there. If you just want to support me, it would mean a lot. A dollar. If you have a dollar a month. Anyway, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. Give me a dollar. Or $5 or $25. There's a level for you. If you're interested in supporting me, that's an amazing way to do it for a buck a month. Uh, you get you get, uh, you get get all the video version of the podcast, everybody. 
And uh, if you do five bucks a month, you get extra podcasts in there. You get a little magnet. Uh, oh, you know, it's, it's a good little community to join. It's very small right now. Get in on the ground floor. And then, of course, as always, West Bottoms Whiskey Co. I love them. I hope you're ordering it. Hit me up. Um, I've, I've sent out the link to how you can order it from out of state. Um, so let me know if you need that link. I've already sent it out to a few people. And check out them. Check out West Bottoms Whiskey Co. on Instagram and on social media. Follow them and like them. They do have, look at I'm holding up this right here. Right in front of the camera here. The best old-fashioned in Kansas City. They bottle it up for you. And you can take it like a little uh, a little cocktail, walking cocktail thing. And uh, it's it really is a, it's a damn delicious old-fashioned. Um, West Bottoms Whiskey Co. Thank you, guys. I love you. Um, that's it. Enjoy the episode, everybody. 100 and something. Welcome to the Inner Talk Podcast. We'll know topic is off Here's your host, my daddy, and Voida Soul. Thank you for coming to the new pod- podcast. Boom, talk, boom. In three, two, one. Boom, shalak, boom. We're back in the end of talk podcast here. We have Alice and Marie with Angel Hearts Rescue. Yes. Welcome back, Alice. Thank you. Yep. It's good to be back. It's lots of been going on since the last time we talked i bet that was a while ago yeah thanks How long for ago? letting me join you guys yeah i don't know it's gotta be two years maybe i think so i think oh. it has wow well two have... years what's happened since two years oh, it's gotten out of control <laughs> in a good way yeah, bad way oh no covid i mean everything that's locked down is now out of control with how many dogs and cats that you see out there as strays and being picked up by homeless people and you just it's just hard. It's very difficult. That's why we're so overwhelmed. So COVID, a lot of people brought dogs in. And well, then actually, it was different. It was because uh, clinics were shut down. Okay. They didn't know how to handle everything. So guess what? Nobody got spayed or neutered. Oh. And a lot of times, our, our own res- our own vet, which is Mission Animal Clinic, um, you had to wait outside in the car, and then you had to wait for appointments, and it's still bad. I mean, still having to, to try to get in, and then you've got you know, not a full staff. I mean, people are just, it's just hard. It's hard all the way from the top to the bottom. And so, I would say even the emergency care. You have to wait outside, you know, and it's so many people there that are going because they can't get into the regular visits of their own vet. So they're going to the emergency care and spending tons of money to get something that they could have done at their own vet. Okay. Yeah. Is there going to be, do you anticipate like, so, you know, there was the the boomers, you know, the boomers from the baby boom. Mm-hmm. You think there'll be something like that with, with dogs and cats? There's going to be some kind of dog boom, cat boom with all the, since peop, dogs and cats weren't able to get yeah, spayed or neutered. In the next, yeah, yeah, there's going to be a giant, we're in it, we're, we're in, in, it? The, we're in the, the boom. We're in the yes. boom, shakalaka boom. Of yeah. yeah. Yes, we are in it. It's horrible. I Tons mean, of I litters. Just, I just can't, it's just awful, it's awful to see. It's awful to see so many cats and you're trying to keep up with it. And if you're not, there's you cats know. everywhere. Yeah. Oh, this gosh. neighborhood, I don't know if you noticed, but this this street here, uh-huh. I don't know. I joke around that there's some kind of weird vortex here. For some reason, it just collects all these cats. No. I don't know if there's like some kind of mystical thing going off by the train tracks at the end of the street. You yeah. think a male cat? That's what I think. If there's a lot of cats around here, then there's got to be a, a lot of male cats. A lot of male cats. Yeah. Is what you've got. 
Okay, I don't know. I'm not checking under yeah. the hood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they're unaltered, those babies are having babies. And before you know it, you've got out of control. And it seems like that's kind of what's happening. Someone's got to maybe contact Independence Animal Control or the shelters or animal control or something <clears throat> that way you can ask them for help to try to trap some of these and do a TNR to where you can keep them from overwhelming your neighborhood. I always joke Ooh, that I never there's thought like about that. 12 yeah. cats per one person. I mean, it's you. How many would you say come in a month right now of cats? I, think, I just think that it used to be you could say there's 25% to the people that are homeless that have animals. Now it's uh-huh. well over 100%. Hundred percent of homeless people have, Over, yeah, have the, because you you also see that they have. They need to snuggle up with them and keep warm. I, sometimes they don't. I mean, they have tents. I mean, <clears> they're in <throat> tents, and you have all your stuff in there, and you know a lot of them are sometimes are sick. But I mean, you'll see where it's not just having one cat. They have kittens, and they right. have a male cat, and before you know it, they've got like seven or ten per tent. So, I mean, to me, it's well over 100%. And you see people right. getting puppies, and it's like they're getting puppies and they're giving them to them, and mm-hmm. they can't even take care of themselves, and then you got that going on. But there are people, too, that are homeless that get it. Their dog is with them all the time, and whatever they're, they're doing. But then you see others that don't that still don't understand it, but they think they know what they're doing. Uh, I would say you fight a lot of that, the... Uh Phrase of I don't want to I don't want to neuter my dog. That's not. And what. Can you try to speak into the mic a little bit oh, more? Yes. Yeah. There um, you go. I don't want to neuter my dog, or um, that's not what God gave them. Uh, that's how they were. Born. That's how they were born. Yeah. born so in this world without being wanna. altered. Yeah, we have, and it's a lot of men. It's really the sad situation. It's a lot of older men too that refuse to do it. They won't even talk to me about it. They turn me off and. I'm like, your camp's going to get out of control. It's going to be overwhelming. And we have to be the ones that come up with all this cat food. And we don't, it's hard to get. Cat food has always been hard to get for so many years. Why, I don't know, because maybe they don't donate as much cat food to rescue groups. I could see that. Yeah. I think more people, I don't know. I would just, what do I know? I'm not an expert. I'm just guessing. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just thinking maybe more people are dog people, or maybe they just think cats can kind of fend for themselves more. I don't, but maybe there's because there's just so many that we're all trying to keep up with that there's more that we're handing out. And then people are doing the colonies, you know? So we're all looking for cat food, you know, because it's, it's expensive to try to go to the store, even to Walmart to buy it. I mean, you can't keep up with just a small bag. You need just a small bag every day. Okay. For these colonies, yeah. Oof. So yeah, it's it's hard. It's it's rough and it's sad. It is sad. The whole situation sad. And yeah, I could see how it would have gotten worse because I have, you know, I've read and seen the stories of of the homeless population just really exploding the past it has. year oh, year plus. Right now, there's one there's one camp that's got over. 50 tents it's every city too this mm-hmm. isn't this I'm, yes it's not just local <clears throat> to here right right it's it's all the cities but yeah. i mean even to see it as big as it has gotten here like i've been here for about 20 years give or take and i've seen a tent here or there yes but this year especially toward you know summer when it was a little bit nicer weather out you'd mm-hmm. see them all over the place little right. little pockets of them just in the middle of the sea like whoa I'm on my way to the crossroads, and there's like, yes, you know, or yeah. just they just used to be up. where, honestly, I used to see what it looks like now, and what I would say, California, I would look at, it. I would, we would go to California, we would visit, and I would say, oh my gosh, look at all of these tents, right, in the walkway, right, and just, where every, every, everyday people are walking around, 
And so now that's exactly what it is here. Mm -hmm. So what I used to reference back to is actually now it is in our neighborhood. Yeah. Locally. Yeah. And and, and it's in Waldo. It's in Brookside. It's in KCK. It is all over this city. There's not one spot that you will not find um, a homeless encampment. And Lawrence, Lawrence right now has got a good one going on. Um, good hasn't good they're helping them out or good hasn't bad it's getting out of control no 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 no, good isn't a good way i'm sorry but they have they have it set up to where they've got somebody who's uh, organized to where there's they live in a certain area of land and they have people working with them they have somebody who who's there on board and help with like mental issues with jobs and things like that so they figured that out, kind of like maybe what you see with the, the veterans, the tiny homes. Oh, okay. They have access to things to where they're just not living there. They're doing something. They're making them That's important. responsible, you know. And, and, and the thing is, a lot of these people are lost. They keep getting shuffled. And like you see where they're moving them out, and you have so many days. And, and if you don't, they'll come get your stuff. And they're hauling, you know, trash. They'll get the dump truck and or the trash truck. And they've got the police, I guess. And they come and they... They move them out, and if you don't have your stuff with you, you know, it gets thrown away. So, yeah, it's all over. People are just even on sidewalks over there by Hope and Faith over um, in, in Missouri. It's kind of close to Paseo, um, and that's been really you've bad. And they've moved them, I don't know how many times, but the problem is also is that you've got some bad ones in there where people have been killed. But, you know, they have crime going on between each other. And oh, between the different tent communities? Oh, yes. yeah. It's it's oh, really. I never thought about that. Well, They're not all just one community. Yeah. Is that you? You've got bad people in there. You've got people oh, with I, mental issues. You got people yeah. that are just out of jail. I mean, I see that a lot. I mean, it, so it is kind of scary. And we had a guy named New York that was killed a few weeks ago. First, I took a machete to his dog, and and his dog survived. Um, God. And then they they killed him. But you know, he was he had issue with drugs so there's stuff going on i mean you're stealing from each other you can't do that it's like they police each other which is sad because you can't do that you know and you've got people going through there you know and you can't even help i mean you've got other organizations like um that feed them you know bring food all kinds there's like a chef i was told that he brings food too he prepares food for them and it's it's sad that you have to deal with that because they're trying to help you, but you've got some bad people getting in the midst of people that are just trying to survive. And so with the transition of the camps, as you saw last winter, the camps were being kind of either moved or secluded or pushed um, every day into different parts of the city. Now that there are restrictions where they don't want camps, collectively like like you were just saying like you wouldn't think people would have problems within their own community each tent is its own community so it would be like its own home so as a neighborhood right, in general yeah, right yeah. if it doesn't it, it, there's always it's not that. like a caravan of gypsies traveling exactly. together in a pack it's just random homeless people meet oh there's land here where people are putting up tents i guess that means i could too i don't know who you are okay exactly and sometimes you have to have permission sometimes you and again like she said they take care of their own there's their own law within that system (laughs) um who's ruling that law you know what i mean that's yeah that's and that's the hard thing we walk on a thin line she walks on a thin line 
every day when she goes out there. And so... Are you going to the same places and getting familiar with them and just yeah, kind of... you do. You get to know them or you know new ones and then you kind of figure out, okay, is this person I can trust to be down there by myself in the camp? So... Um, God, dude, uh, yeah, you, you must worry about it, especially being female. And... Um, yeah, you you got to worry about just bad dudes. Like you would hope and think that even bad dude, you know, bad guys, if you will, would at least all right. We're gonna leave the people that are trying to help everybody out alone. Correct. But you got to worry about that. You, you got do. your money is spends just as much as anybody else's, and if they can get that from you, what do they care? Well, and right now, Ugh. one of the stories I like to tell is one that she's kind of got going on um, with somebody that we helped. His name is Brandy. And he has been yeah. in the program for quite um, a few years. He, he and he himself is just an amazing story going from um, living, if you will, in the junkyard. Well, he, he, started, he started living where he was kicked out, where he was with somebody, you know, helping a, an older man in, in the care. And he just decided he just couldn't, this guy just, he couldn't deal with it anymore. So he took his dog and. Then he, he was telling me he didn't know where he was going to lay his head. So he found a spot, you know, at a business or, you know, quiet spot where no one would hurt him or his dog and, and sleeping that way and trying to figure out where he could get food and stuff. So um, he went from there to asking, you know, somebody saw him outside a junkyard off of uh, Truman Road and said, look, you know, if you want to, you can stay inside here um, and didn't really offer him any. It's a junkyard. So uh, he stayed there, and he let him stay there in turn for being security, watching that nobody took, like, his tires or his junk come in. His and, junk. And tears, yeah, his cars that were there that he, they wouldn't take things from that. A so. human junkyard dog. A human junkyard. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And and a lot of the houses are very vulnerable to this all over. Uh, being human trash picker uppers be you know for 10 bucks a day mm. or they're very vulnerable to the amount of money they can make and so that's kind that's of kind of what you see you, you feel sorry for them because yeah. it's like you've got this guy who's cleaning a gas station parking lot for six hours and you're only paying him ten dollars mm. i'm like really you know i don't understand that but he's got mental issues and you know i i can't i can just say that's not enough but i can bring you some food and, and so we get to know a lot of people because, again, I think I, when I was here two years ago, we volunteered with Uplift. Mm -hmm. That's how we started getting from doing animal rescue, dog rescue, to just working with homeless people and their animals. I got on the truck, and we both were volunteering for like two years straight and got to know them. And once they're comfortable with you, because you have to be comfortable with them. They just know you as, here comes this strange person. Like, I would come up to you and say, hey, I want to take care and help you with your dog. I'll take it and go get vaccinated. And you're like, where are you taking my dog? Oh, yeah. Yeah, where are you going yeah, with my dog? Yeah, yeah, Who yeah. are That's you? That's my family. Uh, What's yeah. your name? Yeah. yeah. Where do, do I you know come this is, from? Yeah. yeah. And, well, yeah, 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 exactly. Do you, like, are you after me? Because they're just as yeah. paranoid sure. about why are you coming to me? Or, or a lot of times this has to do where people tell me, I thought you were going to take my dog because people don't like us having animals. They think we can't take care of them. So it's like, well, we're here to help you and teach you and help you. Well, get are they? Care. Yeah. Are, 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 are those people right when they say they think they can't take care of them? Like can most can can a lot? What like what do you think percentage wise of homeless people can take care of their animals? 
are, are, do most people do a pretty good job at it or is it no they need help they don't have the access to things like we <clears throat> do as people I mean, they don't have, you know, transportation to get to a vet. They don't have the money to pay for the cost to get vet care. It's not cheap, and that's why we're so right. much in debt. And they don't have the education that we get when we go to the vet. When we go to the vet, our doctors tell us, well, you should look at this. You should do this. Next time, if you start to see this, call me. They don't have a full-time phone, so they don't have access to yeah. a vet full-time. And then if they don't get to go to the vet, they, they, they're uneducated. Mm-hmm. So then how do you educate somebody yeah. on information that they're, you just met them, right, again, and you're telling them this information, and again, are they saying, is that accurate, or you just tell me a bag of lies because you want to take my, dog, you wanna take my, my dog away from me. Right. So when we say... Do you wish you could take all the pets away from the homeless people? Well, I, I do watch the ones that I feel like there's something mentally wrong that they're mistreating them. Uh, so I kind of, I do a lot where I just don't, we just don't uh, give them what they need and walk away. We constantly visit them twice, maybe twice a week. Or I'll go by there and say, hey, what's going on? Yeah, right. that means you're actually doing something. Anybody can just, oh, here's some food, here's some money. Yes. Yeah. But she's actually, out, that's real help. Like She's out seven days a week yeah, that, on uh, the streets. Yeah. Uh, so a little bit less than that. It just depends. But, you know, seven days, days a week, we're <laughs> actually days. on the phone with them. But, yeah, I mean, we have taken ones that um, that got away from them, and we know that they can't take care of them. Mm-hmm. So they just disappear. They disappear in the rescue. <laughs> and we don't say nothing. Have we seen a dog and it's like... We don't know where they went. Like, do you have your dog? Mm-hmm. I don't... No, don't have your dog. And I don't have your dog. <laughs> I don't have it. It's right. been to rescue. And yeah. I, I'm honest with them. And it's like, don't get another one. I said, just focus on yourself. I say, you've got to focus on yourself. And and the ones that, that want this dog or this cat, and it's a situation, there's, there's no place to put the, the cats right now. There's Shelters are so overwhelmed. There's waiting lists, and I've been waiting for over a year to get some of our rescues in there. Into other rescues. Yeah, but the thing is that, then, okay, let me show you how, how to do this, how to take care of them. And now, you're, you know, your cat looks like it's got something going on with it, with upper respiratory and some of them don't understand it. They want to argue with you. But others, it's like, you know, if you see it in the camp and nobody's around, you grab it and take it to the vet. You know, and, and it's just like my focus is not about what the people think. It's about what's going on with the dog or the cat or the kittens or the puppies. Which is the reason why we're out there yeah. and raising money. I mean, the people ultimately care for the animals, but we are there for the animals mm-hmm. because right. nobody's speaking up for them. Saying, I'm not saying I a lot of, help. yeah, I'm, I wouldn't think that a lot of these homeless people don't care for them. They just don't have the means to care right. for them. Exactly. Right. There's so you got, a big you got a mixture of both. Right. right. Yeah. You got a mixture of both. And that's where she weeds that out. And then you get, and once you got there, you have, and they see what you're doing. They're bringing, you're bringing the dog back and, oh, I know this person, Allie, she's, you know, she knows so-and-so and yeah, you know, Bill told me about you and okay, so I'm okay with you taking my dog. Okay. You know, one guy was really funny. I said, this is what we do because I met him just last weekend. His name is Arturo. And his dog, little puppy named Miho, he calls him Miho. <laughs> and so I said, okay, this is what we do. I said, this is a reason why. I said, we volunteer with Uplift, and we also are Angel Hearts. And our group focuses on getting stop in the overpopulation because that's what rescue does. And I said, well, spay, neuter, vaccinate. And I said, your dog right now is a puppy, so it needs to start his parvo distemper vaccinations. Otherwise, if he has parvo, I said, we don't have the money to save your dog. 
Um, it's, Upwards it's of a thousand dollars for Parvo. It's, oh wow! Yes. It's twelve hundred to twenty one hundred dollars a night. A night Whoa. is what I was told, depending on how severe <clears throat> it is. If they have to give it. Um, IVs, if they have to send it somewhere else, if they have to do x-rays or they have sonograms. Oh, no, no. So, or, I've or, had dogs. I yeah. I would, no, I, I'm sorry. Even, you know, me, that I don't have that much money, but. No, it's expensive. Like, so if no, we could get ah, ahead sorry. of it. Uh, right. If you can get ahead of it, then it's yeah. yeah. Way so that's cheaper. what we tell them. It's, it's much cheaper for me to spend like, you know, $20 for a test and then get you the vaccine for 30 bucks than having to spend more money. So once we tell them that, and they're like, okay, you know, that's fine. And I said, also, you will get food for your dog and you'll get collars, leashes. You'll get a vaccine that gets some prevents uh, the heartworms, you know. We'll do mm-hmm. a yearly vaccine, which is now something you can do. And it's like $110 for that. But it's done. You can do it and it's one year straight shot. And so they're like, oh, okay, well, yeah. And I said, you know, and then when we're out here, people donate other rescue group donates like propane in the wintertime or donates canned food or, or clothing or supplies. I said, yeah, we share it with Uplift because we're part of them, but we also will take it with us. So you'll get whatever I have in my car. And if I have canned food, guess what? I'm going to give that to you too. And mm-hmm. the guy goes, it's really funny. He goes, I want you to, I want you to neuter me too. <laughs> he wants to be in the program just as well. Yeah. Like, okay. Awesome. Maybe that'll stop the homeless population yeah. too, right? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so that I thought that was kind of funny, but yeah, he's like, Yeah, I want you to do that. So we picked up his dog yesterday and got it started on vaccinations. So that's how you meet them. You meet them because you know and other people in the camp know you and they get to where, you know, we want you to They'll say, oh, I love you, Alice. And you you just like, yeah, we love you, too. We want you to be safe. You yeah. know, they, sometimes they just need someone to say, hey, mm-hmm. I know you are there and that you care. And we know that you, um, and like Bill told me, there was a guy, Bill, he just says, Alice, just don't forget me. And I said, I won't forget you. I said, when I come down here, I'll bring stuff to you. Yeah. And, so. they, and they love her. I mean, she is. I think that's why she does so well in the camps is because she's so trusted by a lot of people. And the ones who don't, it's it is far and few between. They hate me. But <laughs> really? But that they is, yeah. but they she just kinda has this um very good just protective barrier and kind of to wrap right back around to Brandy, a, a guy who right down on his luck lived in the junkyard, found um a group who did one of those one dollar homes for sale um in Kansas, Missouri. He has worked on it for the last year and has done wonders on yeah. this house. Even yeah. though it still has a huge gaping hole in the back of it. He has just turned this into something. He adopted another dog, but he goes out with her. He does now, yeah. Now he does, and yeah. he in the camps and he just it, it's a flip side for him. He sees how Oh cool. this mm-hmm. now looks. Yeah, right. And he he's a dedicated man who goes to church, but he has come to this realization where he was like, I think my calling is actually you. Mm-hmm. Going with you and talking with people because he gets it and he under, and he he sees things that she doesn't. Okay. Also in a camp Oh sure, and sure. So yeah, yeah. and so it it is amazing. He's not the only one. Um, we have another few. Yeah, we have dedicated ones that are already it's in rescue. Just, that's just the coolest part about this is that it literally is. Cha- it she's literally changing this the script for a lot of people. 
I guess that's all you can do, right? Or hope for. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at the homeless situation as just as futile. Like, how can you fix? Yes. How can you fix? And I just don't think you can. But it's. I guess it's not about that. Just sitting here listening to more. It's. It is more about helping those that you can and touching those ones. At least helping a couple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, just. Yeah. Yeah. Not. <clears throat> not the. Not the collective yeah. group. But individuals. just the ones that yeah. individual. Mm-hmm. And then. Again, I never would have thought some of the people who help us are actually the ones that we helped to begin with. Oh, yeah. Those are our biggest yeah, We volunteers. have people like our contact people out there. And <laughs> Allie, she'll tell me, like I saw her on Tuesday. She's like, I need a ride from you. And I'm like, okay. She was at one of those stops where it's a gathering of friends. It's a group with Dallas. She has a, uh, a group that she has that she feeds on Tuesday evening. They go to some of the stops. Well, there's at least two of the stops that I go to and Uplift goes to. That's how I got to know them. But a woman named Allie, and I've known her from different for a couple of years. But she's like, I need a ride, and I need to help me pick up my my boyfriend, too. He's over here. And it's like, okay. But meantime, she's catching me up on what's going on with the other camps and who she knows and what happened to this person. And and I was like, oh, really? So it's kind of like, you know, she'll let me know if something goes on when there was a puppy two puppies that had parvo where they were staying last year when they put them in hotels and she right away called me and she goes i need to come get this dog so of course we have a friend named joan and she's part of our group too um she went out and got them and she moved them and we took them to the um the hospital we had to get them started on treatment but they survived and Allie's in a home she's in a wonderful home way out in holt missouri i think yeah so i forgot what city but in an awesome home i mean so those are kind of the neat stories that you have where these dogs and you have people looking out for you and calling you when they see something that they need they need you to come to the camp and pick up this dog or this cat or something are these shelters that a lot of these animals that you're picking up going to and staying are they no kill shelters or rescues we're going with rescues rescues? would you local rescues uh well i guess do we are are there shelters around here that euthanize um, animals i think still they do there's a low they stay within the radar kind of low and and they probably do because of illnesses or maybe because they're the behaviors you know they're biters and they can't deal with that then you can't put them out there because it's a liability i believe right but i don't really focus on the <clears throat> shelters unless we're trying to see about you know working with the pet resources one of our other partners pet i guess i don't clinic. know i didn't realize there's much of a difference i just think of the pound or the rest. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know there well, was really a, a difference so between a rescue or a shelter. Casey Pet Project is the city rescue pound. Where that's our that's a a park, shelter. right? It's a shelter. A shelter, mm-hmm. and then and then there's other groups that are actual rescues. rescue groups, and their focus is getting them. And they're small, like Maber, or you've got um, you Paws. Know, Paws. There's Mogs. You know, Casey Paws, uh, Sandy's on our, our board, too, and she has her own rescue group and her own business. But we do it differently as rescue. We, um, we screen. We do home visits. You know, we keep them in our own facility, like a boarding facility, um, and work with them. You know, if there's things that have to be done in testing, it's like we pay for all that. It's not the city paying for that. It's the right. groups raising money from donations to do that. Like Moggs is all German Shepherd. That's Nancy Campbell. And she, you know, can make those decisions. And, yeah, we're going to do it this way because we're raising the funds. And we're going to make sure that that dog's going to go into a good home. And we're going to follow up on that. It's not the same thing as when you're in a shelter. I mean, you're trying to get those guys out of there because they're overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. You know, they the dogs hundreds. and the cats. Yeah, they get hundreds, hundreds a day. And 
case yeah casey pet project i think they hit their their maximum capacity i'm sure by noon i mean they just so what happens with all so these they many, just run around like well everyone tries you know, to just, just so everyone many. tries well i think some i mean they do adoption events so i think right. that that works but ulti- ultimately the way i see it is that we're all just trying to work together if if mm-hmm. it's something where we contact Casey Pet Project because we need something or they need something from us or it's a local rescue that needs something from us or we need from them or how can we collaborate. It's really collectively working together. Just how, how can we make any movements? Um, and I try to tell people, you know, I get that you want to buy a dog if that's your thing, but literally right now you could decide this is the animal I would like and you would find it because every rescue, every specific breed rescue is full. Everybody's full. Like if I wanted any kind of whatever dog I could you think could, of, I could probably find it out just there. Just type in that name. Like, for instance, you're looking for a Shiba Inu or you're looking for a boxer rescue or something. You'll you find can it. find it in Kansas City or you can find it in another state. And a lot of times they have transports that will get the dog to and you. And they'll but, bring it straight to you. Really? Mm-hmm. They'll meet you or somewhere. You know, they'll, somebody will do a home visit here. So that's something that we do when we have somebody out of state. You know, we'll have somebody do a home visit that's over there. Oh, that's rescue really group. cool. So we're, uh, it's like a great organization, just like Pig Rescue. They have their own, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, they have their own neat thing because I've we've done pigs that we've set in the past right. to rescue from shelters. Uh, and they are just such a close-knit and they're so organized and stuff. And that's the thing. You can... You can do that. It's like your own business. You can make those those rules and set those those mm. guidelines for whoever's going to adopt. And you can tell them, no, you know, this is not going to be the right home because this, this dog is like this. And, you know, it's not safe when you have children and you have kittens running around because they're going to go right out the front door, you know. Right. So that's kind of what you have to do. You have to judge and make sure that you're sending. When we say make sure that the dog and cat is going to the right home. Mm-hmm. So we work with other rescues and try to get them. Otherwise, we try to rehome them. Because we're still working on getting our license to do rescue again because we were doing that before years mm-hmm. and years ago. But our goal you wasn't were, yeah. to do that. Our goal isn't, wasn't to do this because we had no clue how, how big this was going to be. You know, being out on the street with all these cats and dogs and how we can get them into homes since we have to wait so long to get them into rescue. Okay, jeez. So that's changed. Yeah, everything yeah. is changing. That's, that's COVID. I mean, that's all those those changes. So now it's... Where we have been in the past month, few months, actively looking for space to house us, to have space for our rescues, a like brick she and said, mortar, yeah. a brick and mortar. How many? How many right now can you hold animals? Any? Fosters, uh, all foster. Everyone is all. Oh, foster. so it goes to a foster house. house. Okay. So we or, don't. So if I was like, oh, I would like to foster something, something, you'd be like, here, check shit. your house out, make sure yeah. it is. I'm like, all right, here. But like everything's a house, and we're, we're out of houses. Here's your Rottweiler. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're out of houses, so now it's like we have to have a brick and mortar to take them. If we don't have fosters, and what do we do with them? Okay. Yeah. And Sandy, she's on our board too. That she lets us board. Um, and she has other rescue groups at board too, like Maber and and Mogs and um, other groups. Tara, another group too, and and she's got her section where we have we're allowed to have some of our dogs there, and we pay a very you know different price, a mm-hmm. lower price because we don't have tons of money. Right. But that's sometimes what we do. But you can't move them in there because it's a business with other clients. Right. So you have to do a oh. quarantine when they Her- come out of the shelter. Mm-hmm. When we pull them from a shelter, or we pull them off the street. So we need that quarantine. in between. We need yeah. that like 
if you what will, kind of brick and mortar are you looking medical. at? You're looking at like a we're like something like the like Casey Pet Project type. Open smaller. space, open <sighs> space warehouse, open space to All where we in, can put uh, we could put dog runs or it could be an outside for them to go out. There would play be yard. Okay. place for um the food that we get in because we also do st- we pay for storage for all of our food and stuff that we can't wow. so it, so we just feel brick and mortar is that next step for us and also to maybe also a better way to get more volunteers um in to see what we are doing mm. so maybe they don't want to go out on the street which we understand um scary out there it yeah. is but people. maybe they want to come to the actual place where we have them and help us with them walking them or feeding them okay. or laundry. Yeah. Things that we are also being busy with, which allows us to not work on the street as much. So that's why it's I feel like she's she's very much I've had to kind of convince her, I think, on this idea. But it's definitely where. As we continue to move forward, that's just that's just where everything seems you to go. You have to go. You yeah. just have we to take do. that next step. Yeah, but that, I think but for that we've got to figure out a way to get our <coughs> bills paid. Excuse me. Our vet bills are just way out of control. I mean, it's just you can't do nothing about it when you have somebody that's sick and you have to. It's you know late at night and you have to run to the hospital. You don't have a choice. I mean, and and so that can that can wipe us out two or three thousand. We had two dogs, and it was three thousand dollars. So I mean, it's not we're not going to decide and play God and say, hey, you're not going to live because I don't have money. Really? You're going to figure it out. No, nope. <laughs> yeah, that's not how. So works. I would with my dog. I'm like, I'm sorry, I can't afford three grand, Lily. I love you, but <laughs> call yeah. her. But you, but you work, <laughs> work around it. You figure out. Yeah. Okay, what vet can do this at a different price? So you just don't accept that. It's like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go she with this. She haggles okay. in the veterinary. Yeah. It's medicine. like I'm not gonna do this, but you, I want you to get to this <laughs> point, then I'll move my dog to Mission Animal Clinic. Okay. And then there's other places like Independence. They have a, a, a hospital here that can do, like for instance, if it tore an ACL. You could do something uh, a little bit more reasonable than going to like Blue Pearl or something, and, and yet Blue Pearl. I mean, they are good. If your your dog is is, you know, your dog is What's dying. What's Blue Pearl? That sounds like a bougie place for <laughs> oh. some rich. No, little, that's the like, hospital. It's a hospital. Okay, yeah, it's for like dogs one of the only hospitals. Animals. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's got one here. I thought in Missouri. There's one in Overland Park. You know, it's expensive though. Do you so have any like dogs anything. or cats? I did. Well, I was I was married one at one point in my life, and I had a dog and okay. a couple dogs, and then. Yeah, we got divorced, and she kept well everything. But like a year after the divorce, uh, my it was my dog that I had before. Her name was Lily. That she had to be put down. Okay. Fairly recently, so I did. Yeah, I love dogs, uh, and I've I've flirted with the idea of getting another one here because I do love okay. them, but. Okay. I have a lot of I have enough responsibility in my yeah. life as it is right now. I like to tr- like I have my kids on every weekend, and when I don't like I like to travel and do little trips yeah. and, and do stuff. Yeah. And, I, and I work a lot of hours, so I'm just like it just it just doesn't fit my lifestyle. I don't yeah. want to have to. I can't afford to put it up for yep. uh, in a dog hotel for five days yeah. or if I want you know it's just mm-hmm. eh. take them with you. <laughs> <laughs> they can sit on your seat. Again, though, it's, that's kind of yeah. Yeah, well, you see that if you if. I think if we need a cat foster, we at least know yeah. where they look. Right no, I, I, I'm allergic. Very, very allergic. Oh, are cats. you? Oh, my God. Oh, it's, I can't. It's, I, yeah. I, yeah. Ooh, cats yeah. are cool. 
Yeah. I'm yeah. not a cat person, but they are cool. <laughs> I like them from a distance. Yeah. I like big cats. Yeah. Mancoons. Those are really beautiful. Those what? Big oh, I think cats. he means tigers. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Mountain, mountain lion and yeah. bigger. Okay. She I'm was thinking those. those big mancoon cats. I don't yeah. know what that is. Yeah. They're just a larger breed and they're, they're just like, they look like a big. Do they, yell, do they scream at you? No. They're, they're loud. They can be loud, but they're beautiful cats. They've got these huge, like, uh, raccoon yeah. tails. Yeah, that's that's scary to me. That, no, yeah. we had one. Her name was Grace, and she was a great girl. She was good. You have yeah. to. I got, you know, I, yeah, cats are fine, but I love dogs. Yeah. I did get, I caught, I caught some flack from last time having you on here. I uh-uh. mentioned something about uh, dogs, uh, not dogs, feral cats, and, oh. and, and how much they wipe just you know eat uh songbirds and the the bird population in north america because they wipe out like billions a year billions with a b oh wow wild 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 feral cats kill billions of songbirds a year in north america i did not know that and some some lady that listened to that episode came at me like that is not true blah 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 like that is like anti-cat propaganda just like ripped me a new one i didn't hear and then i I was and then i sent her back a few news articles from some reputable sources and said no here Uh, it's it's true i'm not disparaging cats i'm not saying oh let's 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 wipe out the the cat population i was just saying well Stuff a needs to be done. Uh, yeah, yeah, like so. Let's need... focus on why there's a, a yeah, let's obsess amount of uh, spay and neuter these yeah. things so they're not killing yeah. all these yes. pretty little songbirds. Yes. I agree. Yeah. I understand. I agree. She, I mean, she even looks out for the raccoons in the camps. Yeah, I mean, well, you're an animal lover. She's, I mean, so uh, she's yeah, a, ve- vegan. a ve- vegetarian, vegan, vegan. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. How do you do you wrestle with the idea of having to give these animals meat? Yes. You do, but uh-huh. and you get to the point now that it's just you get the donations and you just have to give it. I mean, you're focusing on it, it, just like, even people. When someone gives you a canned food to take out, you just take it out. I mean, I won't. I won't like to take something that someone has baked and stuff in my home or in my car because I can smell it. You know that bothers me. But if it's canned, it's fine. I'll just. I mean, I have to focus on it's. It's for the person. They're not vegan, and I can't make them prepared meals. I mean, I've done that. Well, I know. I just meant as far as the cat food and dog food that it's made with meat, and that you're given these animals. Well, my dogs eat as vegetarians at home, but the ones out there, when you go get donations, you can't say, "I want vegetarian dog food." Right? Yeah, they would look at us like, like, "No, I just didn't know that was something you struggled with." Like, no, I think it. Well, the thing is, is that it goes so fast. Um, we could do over a thousand pounds of cat or of dog food, um, and it's 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 out within, within a week. Months. Yeah, because we share it with so. Uplift. I mean, it's not shared. What we get donated with cat food and dog food, it goes to Uplift, and then somebody we have bags it bags it in quart size bags for them to hand out, so they aren't handing out big bags. Because sometimes if you're in a camp. You have raccoons, or if it rains, you know, guess what? That food gets wet and it's wasted. Mm. So they do it in in Ziploc bags, um, and so we make sure that Uplift has it. But you know, we went through two pallets already of dog food, um, in in less than two months. Two months, and you know, I just looked at the bin yesterday, and it's like a size of a pool size bin. You know, those big the old baby bins. Pool. Yeah. So they're like half full. So already we've already gone through half of it. I so, fill those up with Jello and wrestle in them. You know oh, do I mean? you? <laughs> We can have you bag. That'll be better. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So that's kind of it. We're just trying to figure out with Uplift and us, how much are we using? How much are we handing out of cat food, which is the worst? It goes faster because of so many cats and, and the dogs we've seen increase. 
I mean, it could used to sit there for months, and now the dog food is moving quicker than it used to be. What are these homeless people doing with their cats? Because cats, like those cats aren't like dogs. You can't really train them to kind of come back and hang out well, with some me. Ca- well, some like, cats are, yeah. Some cats, cats are very much like dogs. They stick around there just because that's where the food is? Or I would think. Where people is, and they go back and forth to the camps. I mean, if they're up on a hill and or like one that we know, um, there's like a community of people there and they all have their tents and stuff and they'll cats will go back and forth with other cats or they hang out on the trees and or they'll <laughs> hang out you know on whatever that they have sitting there they may have like a like a I don't know a container or they have like a blanket there or, you know okay. someone's doing laundry or or somebody's um, city cats we got or when yeah. we or when we go cats. to the camps they'll call the cats yeah they're like little and dogs the, come and running. they just come running right up to them yeah. just okay it's, it's wild they actually they they do a very good job so of like a, a, a cat a, 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 a pipe yeah. piper of cats out there that's yeah. got like yeah and 20 come. 30 herds a herd of cats coming with yeah. them yeah, yeah. they call their names and it's like okay yeah, it's, she'll pick yeah, them up and running. ready to go and and they're very most of them are basically very socialized because you've got so many people in the camp yes. that are feeding them and taking care of them too like if somebody's gone because usually <clears> they all either have sometimes part-time jobs or they're going to stay with their friends for the day or, or they're flying the yeah, signs they're signs. their time depends on what their time yeah, is okay. to fly a sign all of these or most of these camps that you're going to these homeless camps are they mainly like tent encampments is that like most people most living of them, in tents 99 percent like, some wow. of them have uh, structures that they build um but still outside yeah. it, it along is, the what, river which, okay yeah, so it's it that time cold. it's getting to be that time of year where well that and that's kind of it where i mean we really and they all stay here a lot up. of them stay here like do, do any of them kind of migrate south for the winter no or, with what money you know, they have I no hop on a train. I don't know. There's yeah. a lot of train hoppers, but a lot of the train hoppers ride through here. They don't stay here right. through right. the winter. They ask for help and then they are, they're gone. Yeah. And, and they know not to stay here. So like we'll get some, I mean, honestly, around October, November time period. Um, and they're like, we're not staying through the, like we're trying to get to was it Tennessee was one of them. Um, Georgia. Georgia. I mean, they're, they're going, yeah, but they, they don't stay here though that's how we know that they're not from here the okay. ones that are from here stay these here. are the kansas city local homeless ones yes. these are straight up and and they they know like the last guy we helped um ryan he has a dog um oh gosh i'm trying to think of her name um anyway he has this little dog and he just wanted to make sure that um have a test done for lyme disease he was almost positive that she had it and we didn't see anything in the first test and our vet did another intense test and sure enough it showed it so um but it wasn't something that was uh where the dog was going to be okay wait a minute i'm sorry it showed some signs uh like a a sign but then when they did intense tests they showed up that it wasn't something that it was lyme disease that she actually had it's something that she may have gotten over in in the past she may have gotten lyme disease and gotten through it with her own body you know killed it off mm-hmm. um so basically we got her um, vaccinated for that okay so yeah and so thea her name is thea and he um, and he traveled to he was traveling to mexico no he was traveling uh i think he ended up in tennessee for a while he was just traveling yeah yeah, he, yeah i think he was his, gold his was, ultimate goal is was mexico. mexico but yeah but he he knew friends here in kansas city that's what they do okay. sometimes they know people <clears throat> they stay for a few nights <clears throat> and then they're on their way Marie, are you from Tennessee? I'm not. 
Because you're the only 10 I see. Oh. That's, that's my uh, my pickup line. Whenever I hear Tennessee, I think about that. And what do they look at you and roll their eyes? <laughs> Some of them. Some of them? Some say, oh, hey, here's my number. <laughs> I'm kidding. That's never happened. <laughs> I would probably roll my eyes. Yeah. yeah and usually I wouldn't be there. You'd probably have to find me in a camp. <laughs> Not in a bar. And you will, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave that there. Oh. <laughs> How do you, uh, how, how can we get you some money? If you're trying to take the next step and get a brick and mortar, what is, uh, what's, what's some of the avenues? How, how are you making money? How are you getting so right now donations, got, all that stuff? Um, how can people help out? We've got a give back campaign going on at Sierra Winter. Um, Say that again? Sierra Winter. She's doing a give back campaign. She's a local designer jeweler in Kansas City. And, um, Whatever her sales are for the month of November, she is donating to Angel Hearts and to Uplift. Damn, it's December. It is. Mm -hmm. When this comes I out. I know. Um, the other thing is that um, moving forward, though, in December, we are looking to work with other companies, other local companies, um, as well as any sponsorships uh, to get us going. We're going to have a GoFundMe out. Um, in December here, the first. Oh, okay. So I'm try that to at least help pay for the vet bills. Our vet bills are like at least fifteen thousand right now. Yeah, it's it's gotten. I mean, there's so many. Whoa. I mean, we're working with every weekend. I feel like we're. But and that. How long did it take to rack up fifteen grand in in vet bills? Probably in eight months. Eight months, so almost about twenty grand a year. I wonder if there's like a black market veterinarian you could hire for 20 grand a year. <laughs> yeah, we, we've been getting discounts from the vets. Right. right. That's what you were and telling me last nice. time. Like some yeah. of them kind of donate right. and volunteer. Some of, yeah. But still, the bills still are still there. Well, still, and they're you still high. Yeah. So uh, GoFundMe, that's going to be our next thing. And then. Um, What's the GoFundMe? Do you have the. The, the link? Yeah. I don't have the link yet. Um, Go, I'm hoping it'll be GoFundMe slash Angel Hearts Rescue. Yes. Hopefully. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, yeah. And just going ahead, putting that together, and then just trying to get as much people to see it and to share it and to talk about it. And hopefully, my goal is is that um, people do see the need. It's People ideally, don't think about that. No. You know, that's, that's one of those under-the-radar things. Like, you'll think about homeless people when you do, but you don't, like, who thinks about their animals correct like you know other than if when you yeah. see one, a homeless person with an animal you know sometimes you're like oh but yeah there are homeless dogs but i'm sure the dog's fine he can eat, he can eat out the trash yeah. well and that's that's the thing i mean ultimately if we didn't have to be out in the camps and she didn't have to be out in the camps as much that would be amazing mm -hmm. um but that's just not the reality mm -hmm. and we could ideally just let this go and we could continue to watch it just uh, increase and just continue to do day by day. But ultimately, in this community that we live in, um, it's all of our problems and someone's got to right. pick it up. And I always like to say, if not when, if not now, when and if not, if not me, who? Right. Who's going to do this? Yeah, um, I can't imagine. I don't. Yeah. Are there many other animal volunteer i think a lot people of them out there are, like, well, doing trying, what, you're, what you're doing um, I, I understand there's animal volunteer people out there yeah. but are they are anyone out doing what you no. are doing no uh -uh. no 
We are the only ones doing this. I think they're focusing, they focus on like Chain of Hope, which is a great group. They're going into communities where people are in homes and they're seeing so much and that's bad too. That's awful. Mm -hmm. You know, you see all that going on to people, you know, and you have other groups that are out there feeding them. But, you know, they'll take dog and cat food, but, you know, they're focusing on the people because they're not bringing up their cats to where everybody's meeting for like a, a, a dinner, you know, they'll put together a dinner for them and, and supplies and things. And they're not bringing their cats. They have no clue, but they definitely will call us and say, Hey, this person here needs your help. And, okay. and the thing is, <clears throat> it's, it's, it's just too much. It's like, you get a call and it's like, okay, I'm going to have to put you on a list. And by then, you know, what's happened to the cat or where did you right. get the dog away and what's happened? And, and that's hard. That's hard for me because it's like, I could have done something, but I can't, I can't be there for all of them. It's just overwhelming. Right. Well, and also too, I think trying to inform people that you can do it yourself. You don't like you don't need, um, and you don't need her and I to go pick up a dog or cat if you see a dog oh, or the cat. Oh, people in out need, there. I'm yeah. sorry, like um, people who will call and say, "Hey, we saw this person and their dog on on I-35 and 10th Street or or wherever," and you're like. It's ten o'clock in the morning. I'm at work. Yes. I can't. But you could do this. Yeah. Like you can pick ask. up that pet. You can call, and she does really good. Here are the resource places to call. She will even sometimes say, "We'll pay for a portion of it." Yeah. But we just can't come get them. Right. And you can't so leave my job. I've already late to work because <laughs> of my dog or a cat, and now you want me to leave again. So <laughs> just informing people, you can do it too. You don't. You don't need us. We're not anything more special. Well, I don't um, know about that. You're pretty special. But we just. But you can do it. You, right. I mean, you've got you've got the will and the power. It's to educate the public too. Yeah. Is how I feel like if I can do that and get others to help, and which is some of these great groups that are out there. Yes, you know, it's like ask questions. Can you tell them? You know, do they have a phone number? What kind of situation are they in? Where are they at? What park were they at? Do you know where their camp is at? So that type of thing. And uplift the same way. We try to tell them, well, which camp was it at? And who said what? And this is how we found out about one of these huge camps. Is like, oh my god, because they kept saying, well, there's this camp that really needs your help. Well. What's what going on? How many things do you see? But they don't just, they don't go into the camps. See, they stay at the stops because they've got the responsibility for other people on that truck besides the driver. Mm-hmm. And you sometimes you have kids that are, you know, they're in their teenager years and you definitely don't want to walk them up into a camp, especially if it's like late at night now, you know, it gets dark really right. fast. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're out till like 11 o'clock at night still. They start out at six on Mondays and Wednesdays. And they may not come back till 11 o'clock because they're trying to feed so many people on a good day. And that's maybe that's the only meal they're going to have for a couple of days. So Jeez. it's it's just something that it's it's just kind of a. But she goes and I go with her, but she does it a lot. And like we talked about with Brandy, she does go into the camps. She goes right next to the camps. She treats everybody like a person. I've not not seen her treat somebody rudely based off of what they look like when she's yeah. seen she does them that when you're not or, there. right <laughs> but she does she's she's right in that camp and um i don't i also don't see that a lot when we're out on the streets i right. see a lot of her just oh, wow. right up in there and so um i think in general for her well you care about the person but your my sure. my focus is 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 uh, um, the dog and the cat is mm-hmm. how can I get to that dog and cat and, and, and let them trust me because I I feel like you know there have been times where somebody has been sick and and I, I don't have the resources I'm not here for those resources and I feel like that's going to be way too much for me to handle or my daughter to handle mm-hmm. I mean she's had we've had calls where somebody's 
you know, needs to get to the doctor because they have a really bad spider bite infection. It's like, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. So we do know about Care Beyond there? the Boulevard. Okay. Um, and that's a group that we found out that, you know, they, they know about us and we know about them. And it's like, okay, we're going to pick up this person. And we're going to drop them off to you and then let you handle it. So, um, well, it's great. There's a bunch of communities and yeah, like the resource that you guys can collectively come together. Like, Oh, this group will help us out with here. Yeah. It's not, it is nice that there's, it's just, it's uplifting to see that. Like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's just nice to see people doing really cool, amazing things like this that just have that, that giving heart and that heart to want to help out. It's just, it's a beautiful thing to see you ladies wanting to do that. But you don't, you don't so think very about few. it though. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not, it's not like what, I don't feel like I, I never think about how am I affecting it? It's like, how much can I get done? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, you go from one thing to the next and you've, and like I tried to explain to Brandy at one time, he would say, I'm waiting for you. I'm still needing cat food or I, I mean dog food. And I'm like, you don't understand. Sometimes things run over and, and you have a cat that's sick and you have to stop and then take that cat if it's open to a vet or somewhere or they need something then you run to the store and grab whatever you need that you don't have with you. So you never know how long things are going to take you because, you know, you, I started out yesterday, nine o'clock in the morning. I didn't get home till eight or 30 in the evening and still was still had stuff I had to get done. And so that overlayers and, you know, till today, I got to get that done. And we got a man who died who had at least 70 cats and I kept trying to tell him and that was he went down from 90 to 70 and so I kept saying you've got to neuter the males and he would not do that and we got him to do the females he stayed down 70 cats how that's he's like a shepherd like a cat shepherd yeah because he let it get out of control he started out with I think when I helped him in the beginning back in 2013, there was 18. (laughs) Yeah, and I kept saying, this is going to be something. And he was an older man. He was a veteran. He fought in two two wars and just got, you know, just walked away from because he couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle the structure of of life, I guess. And so he had cancer. And we really thought he was going to make it. And they found him, passed away, you know. And so now we're we're trying to figure this out and we're going to go over there and, and try to get more cats out of there. And Oh my gosh. It's just, it's, wow. it's just things like that, that you don't expect to happen, but you've got to figure it out. You've got to do your best. And I've got a woman named Ramona from the KC pet project or the, the pet resource center and her and I, and the pet resource center, we're trying to get them, you know, spay neuter vaccinated, try to get them into other rescues and into homes. So people from uplift, they've, know Carl and they've taken on a couple of them each family has so we're trying to do that also you know with the friendly ones the ones that are not so social I don't know what we're going to do do you ever have issues with bad dogs like are there are there some mean dogs out there that just like no are most of the dogs in these camps they're just super hyper okay yeah like socially awkward super hyper I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. Not as hyper. The ones that they don't focus on, you know, that they have tied up because they're going to a job and they come back. There are some that don't, they they don't know how to really take, do things with their dog to make it more social. And some of them don't want them to be social because they want them to guard their tent. And I do have one that guarded his tent. Um, and he could be um, hard when we took him to the vet. But he, the guy told me, just tell him, tell the girls to tell him let me pet my dog and he would kind of back off and he did but uh, we ended up taking him into rescue because the guy got himself into some bad drugs 
but he's doing better now. But he does ask about him, but understands that he can't take he care of him. He released him. Yeah, he's, he released he's like, him because get my dog, take my dog, oh, take nice. my yeah. cat, and don't come back with them. Okay. So yeah. Well, at least he had the awareness. Yeah. To yeah. do something like that. Are there ever issues or problems or stories that you know of of like packs of wild dogs mm-hmm. around here? Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, where I live, which is not in an encampment. But where I lived in Brookside, there was a pack of three dogs that would run from the Brookside Research Campus or the the Brookside Campus off of uh, Rock Hill and like 67th. And they would run in a pack always between there and Research Hospital. <laughs> and uh, the security officer said they were dangerous. They definitely did not like people by them. But they were they were a, a pack of Roman dogs for at least a few years. We tried to catch them, but uh, we could never figure out they were, when they, they were They were there. quick. They were good. Yeah, they ran fast. <laughs> they like, were very good. Um, three big, big dogs. Wasn't there That's, a little one, too? I, I don't remember if there was a little one. I just remember the three big ones. So The little but, one was running. But there, we never, yeah, yeah. Again, it was this is a neighborhood, not an encampment. So, But other than that, no. No, no, no okay, good. dogs or anything. Yeah. We have a dog that she last winter for, was it three months? Two months with Lydia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two she months, was under months. a bridge. She was under a bridge. And October, sh- we started chasing her until <laughs> January. Probably a game to her. January. Yeah. Well, she, her got, she was very scared, very unsocialized. She was a pocket pit. Beautiful little girl. Little small, little pit bull. Tiny little pit bull, little yeah. rider to the ground. Yeah. Okay. Real cute. And and so we, I just couldn't do it. I kept feeding her every... I got to the point where I was feeding her every night, and it was so dark in there. It was so scary. You know, people that would be there and... And all of a sudden, somebody would be there up underneath the bridge. And I'm like, okay, I'm here just to feed the dog. I said, I'm with, you know, Angel Hearts. I know so-and-so. And, okay, so finally, I she told me about Casey Dog Trappers. I contacted them. And Stephanie, an awesome person, she can went trap. out. She, she calls it grooming them. She puts up cameras. And we she first put out a small um, trap and then realized that she wasn't going to go in. So they set up a big, big one, um, like a, like a, a run it was like it was and they watched her you know time it, it would she'd go into it it would set the the, the camera off uh, the alert and so uh-huh. she'd watch her and figure it out and then finally she went in and she had a remote yeah with the she had a remote trap from where she was watching the real she could push it yeah the real dog the bounty hunter oh she yes. was and she's good and she good. she is i've seen her kind of still on on facebook she's all over She's catching dogs that people have been trying to catch for months. Oh yeah, years. and there's a there's a group of them. They have a. Whoa. She was telling yeah. me. Yeah, fun. They're really cool. Belton, Grandview. They oh, have wow. different areas assigned to them, and they're awesome. They know what they're doing. They do. Casey dog trappers, so, yeah. and they do it in in like ninjas. I yeah. say. So see, I didn't know about them until last year and in, in January, and it's like you know, we, I was asking animal control to help me and. They went out there and he almost had her and he lost he, somehow the, with the loop or whatever he she got out of it. But we ended up getting her and and getting her spayed and vaccinated. And then she's got issues with her back legs um, that they don't they weren't grown right to the sockets, you know. And so they slip all the time. So when she would sit on her dog bed, she sit like a little person sitting on her behind yeah. with her little legs dangling. <laughs> so she's had one surgery and she's in foster and we've got someone who's going to probably adopt her. Which is awesome because I didn't know this is going to take forever. So we've had her since January, and we're now in what yeah, in November? This, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, almost the end of November that we've had her this long. It's but she journey. just had to go through steps of getting the surgery and everything done. So 
It's crazy. So that was one. Yeah, we did. It would just <laughs> it bothered me knowing she was out there at nighttime in the freezing temperatures. Yeah. So the dog. The dog. Yeah. Aren't they all right? Well, for the most part, in the cold. No, I well, got frostbite last winter. Really? She did. She got <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you're, That's you're not a dog. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> she did too. I'm sure of it. She was definitely cold. I, she slept in a mattress, like a pulled-out mattress. Okay. There was something where she tried that people just dumped, I guess, on that area when they're they're trash and stuff. She would go. That's what the Stephanie, the dog trapper, watched her. She'd get underneath there. It was cold, and she wasn't getting food all the time. And come to find out, I found that other people that were homeless were seeing her, and and they were feeding her too. But they all said that they she they couldn't she wouldn't come up. She would run from them, and she'd hide at the top of the hill and wait for them to leave, and then she would go down and eat. Do you two own pets? Um, I all of mine have passed away. My own personal ones have passed away, but I have rescue ones that we're looking still for homes for them. Okay. Yep. Oh. I've got a foster and two of my own. Yeah, so but they're always rotating. I always say we're keeping it. We always got space. We're always moving. Well, if you ever want a bird, I had some a bird rescue group on here, and they do macaws and parrots, like exotic birds, and they foster those and rescue those. And that was a pretty interesting thing. What was the name of that? Is that is is it the is it Lawrence? No, it's here. Okay, Uh, because there's a it's. There's that. It's got a, a birds, birds something. Uh, Two um, roosters we rescued this year. I got a card of theirs over here. I think. Let me That's see. That's why I was curious. It's gonna drive me nuts now if I don't. Yeah, I'm looking. Oh, there it is. Beaks. Beak and wings. Beak oh. and wings. Beak oh. and wings. That's wow. Because we used what cool. was the name of the place in Lawrence? I don't know. There were we just individuals. A phone call about roosters. Oh, gotcha. Yes. So we were able to place were roosters in Lawrence. Farm sanctuaries that handled all kinds of animals. There's a lot of great farm sanctuaries or individuals that that take on um, animals that, you know, even ones that pigs that fall off a truck or something that it's just sad situations that they've taken them on. And we had somebody over off of what, Paseo or close to Paseo and Parkway. They were raising roosters. Yep. And one of them doesn't get along. They just didn't know about the different breeds and stuff. So they kept buying what they thought were hens. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and each time they realized they were not. <laughs> uh, so we had to keep going and grabbing them. And finally, she uh, she finally she finally started getting hens and yeah. stopped calling us. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we took them out to Lawrence. We, there was I'd like some group. chickens. Yeah. You know, sh- make sure you get the right ones. That's all I say. If you're going to get them. Uh, make sure they're the right ones. But I wouldn't get a rooster. No way. I don't want that thing waking me up yeah. or my neighbors up. Yeah. I think that was the problem was her neighbors were oh, starting of course. to complain about Oh, yeah. Who wouldn't? I yeah. would complain if every 5.30 in the morning. 5.30 in the morning before the sun's even up here in cockadoodle <laughs> do Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Are there ever like any fights in, inside some of these camps because their dogs just won't shut up? They're barking sure all the time. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. they just complaining just like anybody else in a house that you know your dog is barking but most of the time they're barking because somebody's around because they're so well with their person all the time i'm just thinking a few guys that i know that you know somebody tries to come in around their tent because they don't know i mean you don't have any safety there you just have your tent right so they bark and let you know that somebody's there it's gonna be scary i don't know that's gonna be scary living in one of these encampments as a person yeah. just, I, it's I don't just know. like living in in like a 
up in the middle of your street. Yeah. I mean, you're just taking everything from your, not everything, but what you would have in your home possibly. And you just take it in the street and it'd just be like you and all your neighbors living in the street and never having any opportunity to separate from each other. So you guys are constantly grinding on each other's nerves. You guys are constantly in each other's way. You guys are constantly knowing each other's movements. So there's a lot of bickering that will go on for that sure. reason, right? And that's, I think that's why a lot of the houses people sometimes sometimes get irritated with all the questions we ask because a lot of it is they just have, don't have like a moment of peace. But Some that and there's the trust, I think. A lot of it's just trust. Right. They don't know who you are and why are you coming here. Which and, and I do see that a lot of these people um, feel like it's like a camp, like they're camping. They feel the comfort and the peace when I know that I talked to an older gentleman mm-hmm. um, named Mark, and he, he's not the only person that said this, but being out there, you're near the water. They're in Missouri over there by uh, the, by the water, and they've got a nice setup, and it's very clean. And you look at his, I didn't realize his pans, he's got them hooked on a, on a tree for his cooking and stuff, and he has a campfire, so he likes the campfire. He likes it, he's doing and it. That's, yeah. But those are different camps than the, yeah. so, and th- that's there's differences. Yeah. That those ones I would say by the water are a little bit more serene. Yeah. But the ones up off of off of Garfield. Yeah. There's just there's just they're be trying more careful. Yeah. But they're but there's still a camp that you would see more safe than you see like if you're going to Paseo and in the one that we dealt with in Independence Avenue. Mm-hmm. You've got a lot of crime going there. A lot of people that have been in jail, like men coming out. Mm-hmm. Um and, and women too. They've there's been a lot in of jail. drugs in that camp. Yeah. Are there certain camps you you steer away from? Yeah. That that I mean that's one of the ones that we are very careful with. Yeah. Are there certain are there certain camps you won't go into? Well, not anymore. I've been told not to go anymore. Like the the people in the camp (laughs) said, Miss Alice, don't don't come back in here anymore. How come? Because of the the crime. I mean, I've had somebody come up to me and say, I want to use your phone. I'm like, No. No What do you need to use it for? And they'll run off with it. I know they will. And Mm -hmm. it's like I'm not. Or you'll just have them stare at you, and you don't. They don't want to talk to you. They're not pleasant, you know, they just kind of ignore you or they watch you and, and you just have this eerie feeling and you know that they've done things because you've talked to other people and they're like, yeah, he, he did this, this and this, or he was in jail. And a lot of them were coming out of jail and they mm-hmm. still. And a lot of them are going straight to that area. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's how you get know to know. To yeah. And you see things happening when people start telling you that, you know, somebody got stabbed in, in this one area where it was safe. I felt like it was safe. It's like, now I don't get out of my car. When it's getting dark, I just stay in my car and haunt for that person to come out. And if they're not there, then I just move on. Because half the time you're searching and waiting, looking for that person so you can get to their dog because they're not there. And then there's no time thing. If they decide they want to be wherever they're at and stay over the night, you know, how are they going to call me and let me know why well, I'm not going to show up? Mm-hmm. It's not the same. And everybody's stuff is always, like you said. They carry it with them. Yes. So it's. Like their papers and stuff Yeah. Like so that. like this winter, as we look forward to what this winter is going to look like, you know, right now, currently, I think the only option that they're doing, they're not doing the hotels again. Okay. Um, They're doing possibly, I think, warming buses in front of some of these camps. Okay. Um, but yeah. that's not gonna. <clears throat> no. That's not yeah. Gonna what do these? What do they do in the winter time? I mean, especially now that it's blown up, more of the pop, the homeless population has skyrocketed to what it is. Like, what, what's it going to look like, and what are they going to do when it's you know snowing and, and 20, 15 degrees out or whatever? That's what I'm afraid of. That's what we're afraid we don't of. Don't know. I mean, don't know. I just have to go with whatever is going on, and 
a lot of them aren't going to go there. A lot of them last year didn't go to these hotels. So you still out there, you know, people donate propane tanks to us or we go out and get them. I'd say propane was the biggest way we kept a lot of people alive like the last little, winter. The, the big little, ones. The big ones? ones. Okay. So it lasts them more, a, a few days. So we're not out there doing it every day because we can't keep up with that. I mean, it was right. just... You know, myself and my daughter, wow. we were out there last winter. And we, we were hauling were, six to eight propane tanks a trip. Yeah. And rotating them out a trip because that's how much they were needed. And butane, we got some really awesome groups that donated the little butanes for those who had like the little, little campfires of mm-hmm. the little camp stoves. Yeah. We did that. Or we had people that donated the burners for a man who was out there named Eibel. He was out there, an older man, and all he had was a blankets that's how we stay warm and it was minus seven degrees and oh I'm my like, gosh you can't live this way underneath the bridge so i worried about him and, and we took out stuff for him to stay warm and little burners we actually gave him like i think four or five of them so he could run the candles just to try to keep that little area warm wow. so that those are the things that you worry about yeah you know, they don't ask for nothing but you know they need things mm-hmm. so that's when we kind of go past um, the animals that we're worried about the animals and the people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think you're heartless by any means. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, I, it, I knew, I knew having you two in here would make me feel like I just don't do shit. <laughs> I don't do anything. But you're on it. And that's even more. But like, you're having us here though. That's whatever. What like you're doing the boots on the ground doing real, like, yeah, you just better off. People than no me. Look knows, at those. You no got some one knows real... about the boots on the ground yeah. unless we have people who will listen to us talk. Yeah. I mean, without and how do we get the word out there except people yeah. like you? We need to keep doing that. I need, well, let's do it once a year at least. I, yeah. I feel bad that I've skipped a year. That's definitely. That was COVID. It's definitely. Yeah. It's definitely. I had people good. in here every week during COVID. Yeah. I didn't oh, care. Did? Oh yeah, I don't okay. care. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I, yeah. Whatever. I, I I had it. I'm I, whatever. I had COVID. I'm fine. Oh wow. I mean it kicked my ass, but oh, now that now I got the antibodies for it, so I'm good to go. Yeah, good oh, come you. on, spit in my mouth. I'm good. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Cough on me. I don't care. <laughs> um, I'm sure everyone else listening too is like, well, I just don't I just don't do enough. No, so, I think people do do and en- I think people do enough. I think people could do more. Mm-hmm. I think people could do whatever they want. I think people want to do more and sometimes they just maybe need a little kicking the pants maybe hopefully this episode will yeah will kick a couple people in the pants to maybe do a little something what mm-hmm. would be right now somebody that's listening what what would you suggest that they do if they want to contribute anything whether it's like five dollars or a bag of food or yeah whatever. i mean it's everything we we need money to pay our vet bills right i mean they can call our our vet or they can email us at angelheartsrescue at gmail.com. And if they're more comfortable just donating just to the vet, you know, we've had people that pay a portion, you know, right now we're at $4,000 that we owe just the vet. Mm-hmm. Um, and our bills are other ways. We've got up to 9000 and it, it, it just gets there fast. But you just, like I said, you can't, you can't like not do something for a dog or a cat because you're thinking about the money. You just have to think about what do I need to do to help this dog or cat. So angelheartsrescue at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Or they can go also to our um, website. It has a donate button there. Okay, perfect. Um, and that's uh, angelheartsrescue.org. Um, and, or they can call us. You know, our number is 913-730-0124. Or email us, like I said, angelheartsrescue. And, and just say, hey, this is what I'd like to do. We definitely need cat food. We definitely need dog food. 
you know, during the winter time, do you want to donate and, and just say, tell me, I want to focus that money towards giving the people propane or um, food just, for them. Just let us know what you want and to we'll do. we'll put it towards we'll that. Mm-hmm. Is there, yeah, I guess that would be even another big reason to get a brick and mortar is if people just want to pull up their truck and drop off a exactly. pound, a 50-pound mm-hmm. bag of dog food or something. Yeah. Is there right. a spot like that yes, if somebody wanted to drop do. off We have physical? a KC Paws. It's at 7833 Warnell. Um, it's a boarding facility, and it's run by our also by our board member, Sandy. Um, and so you can drop it off there and just say it's for Angel Hearts, and we'll make sure that it gets to Uplift because we definitely need to keep up with Uplift. Those are the ones who are out there three times a week and getting to the actual – uh, meeting to all these stops they get out there and feed anywhere from 350 to 450 that's what it used to be i don't know what it is now and it, that's on a good day now when it's snowing and raining you know oh, they're yeah. not going to get out of their tent right. but they definitely need the the items you know they give them hygiene and clothing and food and we make sure that there's a dog and cat food on the truck for them to hand out to okay so again <clears throat> for all of you listening out there angelheartsrescue.org angelheartsrescue at gmail and then what was it, 73rd and Warnell? 7833 Warnell. 78th and Warnell is a spot that Casey you can. Paws. Casey Paws. You can just straight up, here, you know, I, I order my 50-pound bot, bot bag of dog yep. food from Amazon. Mm-hmm. Order an extra one per month. Your yes. mailman doesn't care. He'll carry it for you. <laughs> there of course. you go. Of and course. then drive it up there and drop it off to you, yes. ladies. Yes. There you go. This Thank was you. awesome, yeah. Thank you for having us. Yeah, yeah I appreciate it. Let's, Great to uh, talk about what we do. It goes by so fast. You know, once you talk about the stories, I feel like sometimes we talk about some of the drivers or, or the volunteers at Uplift, do the, a great organization, um, that they are like, we could just sit here and write a book about everything that goes on and the people and what the stories are. And, and some of them are really sad, but they're people that are people like us. They, you know, they want to be acknowledged. They you know what, people to know that, that we are thinking about them too, along with their dogs and cats, and, and that's what Uplift focuses on the people, and we focus on the dogs and cats, and I think that's why we we are a good group together, along with other ones that are partnered with us. That's yeah, a beautiful thing, because, you know, because they are human, and I'm sure, I, I mean, I just, I, I think a lot of them probably are kind of lonely, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, I, if I was a, a homeless person, and I, I'd probably be a little bit lonely too, it'd be nice to have a companion. Yeah. And maybe I shouldn't, if I'm homeless, have a dog, but it's nice to have a companion. It's great that you're out there helping these people help their companions so at least they can feel a little bit more loved and not as lonely and maybe just gives them. I don't know. You guys are beautiful. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Well, let's get out of here and get drunk. (sighs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Or am I? I don't know. know. (laughs) Uh, Well, that's it. Bye. Bye.